All right, kicking things off with the show. Welcome back to the program. This is PT Pinecast. I'm your host, Jimmy McKay. Uh, a couple things I'm going to get out of the way. Very, very excited. Uh, in the comments section below, if you're watching a live stream, we're going to have a link. Should be going up there now. Uh, contest with one of our supporters, one of the uh, friends of the show, keeping this pirate ship afloat. Uh, Fusion Medical Staffing. Fusion swag bag. They're giving some stuff away. Leaders in hashtag travel physical therapy. One of the things in the swag bag is 50 bucks to spend at Amazon. Uh, Jeff Bezos. He doesn't just go to space without us supporting him. We're really just, all we do is we're funding space travel when we spend at Amazon. Just keep that in your brain. We're giving you 50 bucks for Bezos and, uh, and Blue Origin. That's him, right? Uh, that's in the comments below if you're watching live or the replay. Click that. Enter to win get some stuff. That's for our friends from Fusion Medical Staffing. Uh, just giving back to you guys. Also, I want to point this out. If you're watching the show live, this guy on the screen right now is in Tokyo. This is Chuck Aoki, captain of the United States wheelchair rugby team. If you're watching the uh, the video, Chuck is uh, on screen right now holding, very proudly, I might add, a, a copy of Sports Illustrated that he's actually on the cover of, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Chuck was on the show a couple of years ago. He's over in uh, Tokyo right now, was the flag bearer for the U.S. delegation, which is a pretty big honor. Two years ago, we chatted with him. Great interview. I am an Olympics geek. Love it. Love it. Love it. We're dropping a throwback Thursday episode with Chuck tomorrow. We're going to re-air that episode. And then I think we're going to we're going to tweet at him because now he's big time. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. We got to go through his people. We'll try to get him back on the show when he gets back from Tokyo. Hopefully with a gold, because Chuck has got a he's got a bronze, he's got a silver. And I was like, Chuck, can you bring it home for us? And he said yes. So I'm, you're welcome. Uh, so we're gonna re-release that tomorrow. I want to let you know there. So uh, excited about that tonight. I love when life looks and feels like a Venn diagram. Did an episode not long ago, and that leads us to one of our guests tonight. We've got a loaded show. We're really gonna talk about empowering we're going to look at a thirty thousand foot view about empowering those who are living with spinal cord injury we're going to do a dive into a program that's doing that hopefully what you take away from this is ooh, something like this exists do i have permission and i'm using air quotes for the podcast audience do i have permission to create something like this spoiler alert you do you do you have permission only thing in between you and doing that is going to be some desire right an ability in figuring it out, and you can pretty much figure anything out if you're a PT or a PTA, we figure most stuff out. So that's what this is about. What I wanna do is I want these people to tell this story about what they did. They're gonna be, I'm gonna brag for them because I think this thing's pretty awesome. But what I want you, the audience to take away is, ooh, they did this. Does this mean I want you to start something just like them? No, I want you to start something that inspires you like these people are inspired, or dare I say, empowered. See what I did? Well, you don't see what I did there yet because you don't know what it, the thing is called. So let's get to it. And here we go. Starting the program. Welcome to PT Pinecast. It's, uh, well, great physical therapy conversations on tap. That's that's what we do here. I want to thank our friends from CBDRX4U.com, your CBD store, for supporting the show. Get the uh, ABCs of CBD. Your patients are taking this over the counter for sleep, wellness, health, taking it, 
because their friends are doing it. We do that still as adults. My friends are doing it. Why don't I just do it? Uh, do you know how that's going to affect your patient's treatment and their course of care? Do you know 100%? Well, get the ABCs of CBD so you know. It's founded by and run by a physician, Dr. Tony. Uh, so find out the details, cbdrxforyou.com. All right, starting the show tonight. Excited. We sort of uh, we, we tip things off by saying, hey, make sure you subscribe to the show. Follow us on the socials at PT Pinecast or that website, ptpinecast.com. Mentioned in the uh, the intro that what we're looking to do is teach you something or empower you, give you permission to do something like our guests tonight. So let's kick things off. A physical therapist who's dedicated her career to spinal cord injury rehabilitation, uh, president and co-founder, along with her, her co-founder, her partner in crime, in running residential rehabilitation programs in New York and Montana, two very different places, I like the diversity there, uh, every single summer to provide outdoor adaptive sports for those living with spinal cord injury. Let's bring them in tonight. Let's bring in Carrie and Jessica to the program. Carrie's here and so's Jess. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hey guys. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, thanks, Jimmy. Carrie, it's, it's a welcome back for you. You were on the show uh, with us before. Talk about that just briefly. You you came back, so it wasn't a horrible uh, experience. Yeah, yeah, no, it was um, it was a lot of fun. I came on with some other Ithaca College um, alums and students, and it was cool to to see what people are still doing at Ithaca and kind of connect with with the um, the old alum uh, alma mater. The alumni <laughs> network, right? Yeah, exactly. So you join this thing forever. All right. So when you were on the show, and that's what the reason I bring that up is you you alluded to on that Ithaca uh, episode that you had this thing called empower. You mentioned that word. That was a, a word that you mentioned. I was like, tell me more about that. And it seemed like we could go an inch wide, but a mile deep with empower. And tonight we're going that mile deep. So when someone when you bring that up, what are you talking about? Talk to us about this thing that you guys created together. So yeah, um, Empower Spinal Cord Injury is a, a program that I um, started up with Jess, who is here with me tonight, and then um, Liz Lima, who is an occupational therapist. And you know, we were working in—I was working in um, residential, or I was working in inpatient rehab at a spinal cord injury unit. And there is so much that doesn't get done in the time that people were in rehab with us, you know, that's the most intensive time that they were, you know, involved in rehabilitation. And it's getting shorter and shorter as as a lot of us know. So Jess and Liz and I, you know, came together and decided we wanted to create something more in something for people with spinal cord injuries that that was an intensive type of rehabilitation later on. So not right after the injury, but maybe like a year, two years down the road when they've gotten home, figured out survival and really just wanted to get back to figuring out how to live in, um, in a way that's productive for them. I like that. So I like that from a couple perspectives. Number one, we just set the stage. We know, we know we just, you just lit us up with all the characters. You lit us up with the drivers of, you know, the, the, the heroes of the story get to be all of you, those empowering others and those being in power. So well done leading off, Carrie. Uh, I did Thank skip you. ahead because I was so excited and never asked you the very, the hardest question of the entire episode. What are we drinking tonight? Oh, hard question. Yes. Um, I am drinking a Conehead. It is a Vermont mm. IPA. Never heard of that. Uh, Jess, oh, what do you got? So good. 
And Carrie's like doing it right because I'm from Vermont and she's drinking the Vermont beer. Um, I'm actually drinking a, a, a bright side IPA from Portland, Maine, Lone Pine. I love it. Uh, I am what I call white knuckling summer with every bit of my uh, my ability. Uh, Lining Kugel's summer shandy. Yes, we mix we mix lemonade and beer. Yes, I like fruity beers, and I am here to. I'm I'm fully, I'm fully okay. <clears throat> Chinese. Yeah, I love yeah, I it. So that's that's our first round. Uh, brought to you by our friends from Owens Recovery Science, Johnny Owens and his team, uh, empowering clinicians uh, and letting them know certified in, in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. Plus, they got the research to back it up. Johnny's on the forefront of that. They got the equipment. You need to uh, apply it in clinical practice properly. OwensRecoveryScience.com. Almost forgot to mention the sponsors. Don't ever do that. That's podcasting 101. Jess, when you hear Carrie talking about that origin story, and that's what we go back to in terms of like that's that's the the fun journey, which is the origin right. story. Um, what was your driver? Why did you hear what what Carrie and your other founders were saying? And why did you say, I'm in on this ride. I'll jump in too. Yeah, so the three of us just found a huge gap in this rehab system. And uh, first people living with spinal cord injuries. Carrie talked about survival. Um, we send people home from inpatient rehab just learning how to survive. Now we send them, they get four weeks for, you know, a person with paraplegia, if that. And we teach them and their caregivers how to like survive once they get home. We wanted to teach them how to live again and actually get them to experience life and yes it's in a wheelchair and but there's still life after your injury and i think in inpatient rehab they just don't have that time to mentally process it physically process it but then they leave they go home they figure out their barriers once they're there they spend at least a year we like them to have that year and they come back to us actually knowing what they want to work on and yeah it's 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 magic it really it's it's empowering you were looking you were looking ahead you were paying attention yeah. you're saying okay we did this we've got this we're very good at what we're we're good at doing you kind of looked around and you're like more could we do more and i mentioned in the start of the show sort of this permission right like hey i wanted to start a podcast as a pt student and i was like i don't know if i could or should i whatever lucky enough i had the push from my advisor sky donovan who said yeah who's there's no there's no reason you shouldn't do that and you did the same thing so that's kind of the first lesson i like to like break the fourth wall and talk to the audience and say like, you don't need permission from anybody. You need permission from you because you, you took that and you ran with it. And without it, I always wanna, I, I wanna playfully show the negative without that, how many people ballpark it for me would not have gone through your program? Carrie's got, she's my numbers girl. I think probably, um, I think upwards of 70 at this point. It's a lot of lives. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot, of, it's a lot of things that they're going to get to do after, too. I think the flip side of that is it's nice to have somebody that's that's pushing you forward, because when we were first starting and first thinking about, um, you know, putting on the program, there were people that were like, are you going to be able to do that? Like we were at, I don't know. We we're all in our 20s and there, there was plenty of, of like you're going to you're going to keep people alive for, you know, whatever, 10, 12 um, 12 people with spinal cord injuries for two weeks at, uh, at a college campus. Like, are, are you guys going to be able to handle all of that? There's a lot that goes into it, but, um, but we had the right, like we surrounded ourselves with the right people that were like, yeah, yeah how, how are we going to be able to do this? Not like, are we going to be able, but like how, you know? this is the next point. Yeah. I'll break the fourth wall. And I've talked about this on the show before those people in our networks, there are families, there are friends, there are coworkers, right? 
they come in the yeah but yeah but like i'm telling you they don't most of them anyway i don't want to speak i don't want to speak in in absolutes but most of them they don't mean anything by it this is from in here and them they are projecting and i am not a professional counselor but i uh, you know i play one on tv they're projecting their own insecurities on you but what if you fail Ooh, you could they'll show you 20 different ways you can fail and you lucked out so what's the silver lining of the story you surrounded yourself with just enough people who said, ooh, but what if we fly? Yeah, I had a professor that I met with like two or three years after graduating that was, I loved her, she was my mentor. Like I went to her for everything in PT school and she, and I told her this dream, I'm like the three of us, we're doing it. We're gonna actually start this this program. And she's like, are you sure you don't wanna get your NCS first? Are you sure, are you sure you don't? And I was like, no, I don't. Like, I think this is more important. I think that it's possible. And with these two other people like pushing me, cause let's be honest, I'm the, I'm the, are you sure we can do this? <laughs> and these, two, the other two are the ones like, yes. Um, but no, I literally looked at my professor like, yes, yes, we can. And I love telling students that now, like, yep. no, you can do whatever you want to put your mind to. I, I'm not going to say who it was, but I did have a professor when she found out I was launching a podcast as a, as a second year PT student told me like, ah, it's going to take time away, punt it down the road. And luckily I had a different professor who was like, hell yeah, I'll buy you the beer for your first episode. When do you want to do it? And I was like, I don't know. Let's do it. You know, next week I, I will go as to far as to say on the record, we're live and recorded unless you're going to, unless the person that's talking to you is going to be committing a felony be encouraging about what they're trying to do, right? Unless yeah. you're going to, you know, they're going to injure someone or break a law. In, why not? Like we always say like, what's the worst that could happen? And I love flipping and going, Oh, what's the best that could happen? Like, why don't we look at it that way? That's a great way to put it. Cause you did. All right. I want to throw out some um, examples. First, I want to talk like specifics. I'm going to throw out a sport and then I want to, I want to hear yay or nay you do this sport with the people that you empower uh snowboarding no nay. we're summer we're summer, we're summer program so far okay all right surfing yay yay cycling yep yay. paddling yay what else because like these things like you wouldn't normally think like hey yeah this is something we should do so what like what else? What else do you guys get into? Rugby is another like um, I think I, I think who you showed in early on earlier on. Yeah, Chuck. Thank you. Chuck. <laughs> um, so we do some we do a rugby demo too. So and that's um, we have everybody anybody that wants to kind of get in the those armored um, vehicles machines machines um, and do some smashing into each other and. Um, you know, you can see that that uh, that people aren't brittle. You know what I mean? Um, what else, Jess? Yeah, I mean, we'll go beyond that. We like we play cornhole, <laughs> like things that like we have days where you know it's raining, we can't do our regular sports like out on the on the quad, and so we pull out cornhole, we pull out bocce, like things that people are like, how do I do these sports? Like these lawn games? I just want to play beer games again and i mean we sorry to this. we support this message we're 100 but there. i mean bocce is an olympic sport too so it is. i mean we it, we, we, we have some amazing adapters on our team i know we'll talk about teammates later but we have some people and a lot of them are people living with spinal cord injury that have learned how to, and just self-taught how to adapt sport and it's not sport isn't always 
a recreation isn't always sport, right? So we do adaptive, adaptive paint. We do adaptive dance. Um, it's quite, it's a, it's a huge gamut. So it feels like everything after the survive, survive, like we mentioned that, like, okay, right. we are medically stable, right? Like this is what we like to say, like, I am not a physician, right? I, but I'm a physical therapist. So like, you know, it's uh, years in your life, but now it's life in your years, right? So, so my next question, you, you just touched on it there, uh, Jess, where I'm going. Are these adaptive sports spart, part of the spinal cord injury rehab treatment? Are they play? Are they, re, are they treatment? Is there a line? I mean, like, does it, should there be a line? Does it not matter? Is it, what is it? Well, I think the, the cool part of the program is that we do have, um, you know, specialists, PTs and OTs that are on staff. We, they do, you know, people do formal occupational and physical therapy, but then they're also part of the, the sport interventions. They're also part of the, the sporting activities. So if somebody's really working on, you know, Florida chair transfers, then yeah, we're going to be working on, um, that therapist is going to be working with them on like chair to kayak transfers or chair to cycle transfers because once you can do once you can start to branch out and, and make um make those jumps from just your your kind of cookie cutter transfers that you would think about in in typical therapy sessions and start to branch out into the adaptive sports realm and into like oh i, I never even thought about that i might be able to try to do this transfer or that i might be able to try to do this activity um it helps to open the door to to other things to what else is out there and that's the secret sauce, right? Is you, especially as physical therapists, like, what are you going to be able to do? Like if, if a patient comes to you and they're like, I don't know, you know, here I am, spinal cord injury. What, what are you going to be able to do with me? I would, as a guy who lives and dies by six questions, I would say your, your response needs to be a question. What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. How I want to do this. Have you ever done that before? No. Are you willing to, are you willing to figure it out with me? Like it's that guide mentality. It was like, I don't know. We've never done that before. Is it possible? Ah, one way to find out. Yeah, I think that's one great part about Empower is that we actually ask them to come in. And part of their application process, they ask them to come in with these three really specific goals. When they get there, they write them down and they wear them in the physical program. They wear them around their neck and they have those goals on them at all times. So it's not just their th like the physical therapist and the OTs. Uh, doing their working on their goals it's the volunteer residential aides later in the day that are doing the bathing and dressing what, what's your goal I'm not going to do this for you you need to try to do it for you so they come into this program with specific goals and that's one of the, the most magical pieces because it, as you know an outpatient it is us trying to like pull teeth they come to this program wanting and knowing exactly what they want I like that you did that because you said earlier, is that is that a reason why you guys tip uh, specifically wait a year? Because you're like, go figure out how to live, mm -hmm. go 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 figure out like your social proprioception. Where, your world is different now. Figure out where you are and how you interact with it. Okay, cool. You got that. Now it's time. Now you're ready. Now you're ready to go further. Yeah, Carrie, go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, I, um, I think that's just it. Like, it's okay. Yeah we can we can kind of create the the formulary of like you need to be able to do these things before you leave leave rehab or you need to to think about these things um check 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 it's and check, then check, check. it's more like what now what do you want you've been home you know like you have an idea of how things are at in your home setting and that sort of thing um 
now let's crack the door open into kind of how how you want to view the world and how it's, where you want to go with it it's the what like you got the what down before discharge right and then that year is like now what and then your third is like so like what so, now what so what like let's just okay so what like right there's no one telling you you can't do this right except for you like you you need to you know and i'm using air quotes for the podcast audience, you need to get over it and as soon as you do then we'll find out possible then that is really what empowering is i have no idea if we're going to be successful but we're going to chuck it we're going to do this let's get specific you 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 just you you touched on other people who come into this program Let's give a nod to some of those professionals that aren't necessarily physical therapists that work with you in this program. You work alongside with, and let's make sure I got that right, like OTs, counselors, respiratory therapists, massage therapists. Like, who, who do you guys work with? Well, our uh, our co-founder, like we said, is an OT by trade. So she balances the three of us out like crazy because, um, you know, you know, we have to have that creativity from Liz Lima. Um, but we, so yeah, we have a massage therapist on staff who is also a PTA by trade. Um, but he started his career as a massage therapist and he now is a, what is he, ATP now to carry? Yes. So he's actually come into empower and you empower has just branched his career out. Um, but we do offer massage therapy in a very, um, educational format of you can go get a massage. This is how you educate the massage therapist that you're going to, cause they're not going to know what to do. Sure. This is, how, this is how you do it. So he spends his whole first session just talking about that. But I will say that the participants love his sessions. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, yeah. obvious, obviously right. Um, and then a rehab counseling is um, one of our most powerful and talked about uh, professional that Gabby Fiji, Dr. Gabby Fiji um, has been with us since the start of the program. And she, is remarkable she does one-on-one -on -one. um her colleague tony just came onto the staff as well this year in the last year in montana or two years ago now and uh they do one-on-one -on -one sessions they do group sessions and virtually we've been able to do so much more with that which is also an awesome it's cool um the one like good thing of covid right um and so the rehab counseling people talk about all the time i have a a, a dear um I love my peer mentors. I think peer mentors, and you'll hear from them today, like I think they are the bread and butter of our program. A lot of them are past participants that come back to our program um, and they can speak from experience, not just from their spinal cord injury, but also going through Empower. And this is how, this is how you make the best of this. You know, this right. is how you do that. And then they, and they don't, participants don't want to hear from us. Like we need to shut our mouths when you we get, get there. It yeah when they and we don't we don't have a clue they want to hear from they want to hear from them and they're they are the magic they sit on in on therapy they are in every social interaction they are at the adaptive sports you know jumping on bikes and in kayaks and um yeah carrie what am i missing i mean residential aids are like i think steph will talk to you about it but go for it carrie am i missing something no, I mean those. That I think those are the um, our keys. We also have some adaptive sports specialists that come, mm -hmm. um, so people that actually bring the equipment and sure. um, and bring the knowledge as far as like a lot of the sporting. All right. So we, if we're if we're making a movie about this, and I think we should, um, we've got the characters, we've got sort of like the story arcs, but like let's get granular before we start to to, to bring in some other people to talk about this. We mentioned New York and Montana. If you're gonna pitch this to someone, you're saying, hey, I've got this program that I think you'd be great for. 
How does it work? How long is it? Where do they go? What do they do? Let's talk real specific details for a second. Yeah, so our applications typically go live January 1st um, of each year. And obviously the past two years we've done virtual programming. Um, so that's been shifted a little bit, but we're hoping to be back in person, knock on all of the wood and you know cross all the fingers um, for next year. But um, applications go live. Our events are typically either one or two week uh, in length in people, if a participant is interested, the applications um, close in April or May of, of each year, uh, depending on which program they're interested in applying to. Um, and, you know, they would be responsible for travel to the program. And then once they're there, like all of the food, housing and assistance is all kind of provided and all of the activities and things that we're doing kind of throughout the day. Um, as far as volunteers go, same for volunteers as far as applying to be a volunteer. Applications are um, usually open around the same time and a lot of times they close even sooner because we have to go through the whole interview process sure, with sure, sure, sure. Our, our giant pool of volunteers. I'm going to write that down on my calendar. Just going to see if you need a podcaster for next hey. year. Throwing that yes, out there. Sir. Yes, sir. All Check. right, so yes, sir. We, we land, we arrive. How yep. long is the program? How long? Where, where am I going? First of all, we said New York and, and Montana. When I go to either place, how long is it? What's it like? I mean, I'm dropping my bags. It's like boot camp and there's a drill sergeant. No, maybe not. Maybe not a drill sergeant yelling at me to get off the bus. But what's it like? Yeah. So you actually leave your caregiver at the door. Uh, they say goodbye. And it, it's 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 tough. You know, they have often been with that person or those two or three people since their injury. Yeah. Right. And so that's one of the biggest things we have to convince people, you know, you're not going to have your normal caregivers. But it's also the most empowering because then they have to learn how to direct people that they don't know how to take care of them if they or help them take care of themselves. And so I think that's that's number one. We always have to tell people, you know, they're not going to be able to come and do your care for you. Um, and yeah, day one, we, we go right into our, uh, right into our programming with an awesome welcome barbecue. And the next day we start with therapy in the mornings often and afternoons, we have a ton of specialized education, um, specific to spinal cords taught a lot by peer mentors, also by specialists that come in from all different, we have catheter reps that come in. We have different wheelchair company, wheelchair and seating companies. Um, just a ton of specialists that come in and do different talk, topics like sexuality, sexuality and intimacy. Um, so I think our education piece is awesome. And then alternate to those days, we often have our heavy recreation days. So we have our, we you know our cycling day takes a long time because we often have twelve participants. That's a lot of people to get on a bike, and we usually use. I don't know, Carrie, five or six people to get them on the bike and set up appropriately. Depending, yeah, yeah. Right. And our kayaking day will be an entire lengthy day and not to talk about surfing. That's an entire day too. So, um, and we, I didn't mention yoga. It's a huge yoga and meditation is a huge part of our program. And our, um, our therapist, Joanne from Stony Brook university comes in and does Tuesday and Thursday morning. I know you've done Stony Brook, Jimmy. It's, yep. it's a great place. Um, and, she comes in and does Tuesday and Thursday mornings. We get people on the floor. We do yoga um, with a lot of adaptive equipment. So, yeah, Carrie, what am I missing? Not to mention the social piece. Ah, the social piece. 
I mean, you're around people who are all in the same, and I, and I love this quote, right? We're not all in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm because some people might have more or less. So you don't know with an injury yeah. or finances or so biopsychosocial. Yeah. So you're all yeah. in the same storm, not necessarily the same, in the same boat. Um, and you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. How long yeah. is this? What's the time frame? Um, so it, as far as timing goes, it's usually um, either one or two weeks. Our New York program traditionally has been two weeks, and our Montana program is, um, we've only had one. It was in 2019, um, but we're, we're looking forward to, to getting back out there, and that'll probably be a one-week one program as well. All right. So we talked about uh, volunteer opportunities. We want to make sure we throw out the website uh, as well, empowersci.org, if you're nodding along and saying, hey, Jimmy. You're supposed to be a good podcast host and throw out a website every once in a while so I can get more information when the episode is over. So empowersci.org. Um, let's talk about this. Um, can I can I throw one more shout out to our um, our amazing nurse as well? We oh, yeah. um, as far you. as clinical specialists, we have a, a nurse on site or or several. nurses nurses. nurses. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so as far as like any of those kind of simple medical things that might pop up or more complex, um, you never know. Um, they can, they help to kind of guide that aspect as well. Sure. And knowledge, right? And this is like, yeah. I mean, this thing is screaming interprofessional collaboration presentation for like a CSM or something like, yeah, what a, no. great, what a great, not this should be, but this is, and we do this. Um, exactly. How, what about funding? Like if someone's like, this sounds great, but like, I don't know how to do that. And this isn't my wheelhouse because I know how to do spinal cord injury rehab, but not like find money and finance and contact a location to get. And there's a lot of moving parts besides the wheels. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I we started grassroots like completely like let's do a fun a silent auction grassroots. And then I'm going to punt it to Carrie because we have moved in the direction of grant writing from um, self-taught Carrie Callahan. <laughs> Yeah, so um, before we were were getting any grants, um, yeah, we did we did all grassroots, and that helped us to kind of throw together throw together um, with a lot of time and effort uh, um, pilot program. And so once we were able to do the pilot program, then we were able to show, you know, this was effective. It helped with this. Um, these these were the areas that people improved, um, and then we were able to use that information to go into future as far as like grant writing and developing programming and expanding programming and that sort of thing. So that's been for us, um, the Nielsen Foundation and the Reeve Foundation have been two um, uh, really great funding sources as far as supporting organizations for spinal cord injury. So when you started, I just want to be clear for the audience and myself, you knew pretty much close to zero about how we know what we want to do, but we don't know how to get there. But I, I really want to look at the audience with the live stream right here. You figured it out. So if you have yeah. a great, if you have a great why and that passion, uh-huh. you'll figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of, I a lot of help. A lot of figuring it out, though. It's part. A lot of support. A lot of um, you know, a lot of pro bono work. We had to search around. Carrie's in the Boston area with a lot of different um, different schools, colleges. We'd use a lot of different business schools that needed to do pro bono work. We have a, we had a pro bono lawyer in the beginning that helped us write a lot of our legal stuff. It was a lot of asking for help. And you know, some if some people said no, they said no. And a lot of people said yes. 
Yeah. This is like, this is elbow grease, right? This is like straight hustle and knock on doors and being super honest and like vulnerable. Like, Hey, I want to do this. I don't know how, can you help me? And I'm telling you, like we've had episodes before where people like, if you speak it out into the world, people, the, the people that you need will show up. Like they just will. Like when you keep saying, I'm going to do this, eventually someone who's like, yeah, no, I dig that too, will show up. If you don't say it out loud, if you hold it inside because you're like nervous, or no one's going to like me or this. I mean, this is no one sits with me at third grade lunch, but as an adult, like, no, no one's going to like right. my idea and I'm not going to be able to do this, blah, blah, blah. Speak it into the world. I'm, there's no, there's no like magic to it, but like that is the magic, which is like your people will find you because they care too. Tell and me. I will say. I will say that we searched and searched for a New England site because the three of us lived in New England. Carrie was Boston. I was Vermont. Liz was in Rhode Island. We needed this New England site, this New England site, but somebody showed up for us at Stony Brook University. She was, so she what worked you're saying us. is New York, right? New York saved the day? <laughs> yeah. right, right. Long Island. Long Island saved Strong the day, Island. right? Island, yeah, right. exactly. And their um, rehab department in 2010 really pulled together with some really strong um they believed in us. They believed in the mission. They had a ton of Sue Ann's sister was a huge Pam. Pam Block was a huge pull. They just they wrote up a proposal and you know it just it fit. And we have been like Stony Brook's been our home um, since, they since totally, the beginning. They totally sold us on it. Like I had never been to Long Island. I I grew up yeah. in upstate New York, but I was like Long Island. That's a little scary. Like I've never <laughs> been there. You gotta go through the city to get there. How do you get there? Yeah, I know. Bridges. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, it's so not in New England. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna bring in some other characters. We're gonna bring in some other people to 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 talk about their perspective within power. Anything you'd want to throw in there that we didn't get a, a chance to ask, in terms of what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it feels like, and how you got there. Anything I didn't ask or you didn't get to? Yeah, I think I, the one, I was gonna say the one thing that um, the one thing that somebody told me early on before we had the program was like, if you make it, people will come and they will, they'll get something out of it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect in order to be effective. Like that was. What did I say before we hit record on this podcast? I'm like, this will be great. This will not be perfect. And when you go <laughs> into it with that, where you're like, all right, I'm not throwing a perfect game here tonight, guys. I ain't doing it. Never have, but we'll get to the, we'll get to the, we'll finish the game and it's going to be great. And <laughs> And the the piece of the puzzle that I, did, I alluded to, and I know you're about to talk to her, and she's she's such a huge piece, is residential aides, and they are the student volunteers, and it is why I became the professional that I did because I worked at a program a long time ago that I was a residential aide working with people with spinal cord injuries, and students come with no knowledge of spinal cord injury whatsoever. We give them a two day orientation before this program, and they show up and our showering participants doing bowel bladder programs. I don't mean to scare anybody away because we are all hands-on and we're, our nurse is there, all of our professionals are there to help um, our students. But it, it changes not just the lives of our participants, but our students. Like we we touch at least 40 to 50 students. I think Liz, Liz is our, um, she runs our residential aid program. She's that part of our director pool. And she's, I think we'll say 40 to 50 students a year will come in and their lives are changed. And I'm Seth will yeah. tell you, so it 100% it changed my career. And um, I think what it shows them as well is that they can do anything. They leave in power like, oh, maybe I didn't, I was coming in for sports ortho, but 
maybe this neuro thing's pretty cool. Um, but also these three women that were PTs and OTs just started the program. Why can't I? So, Why can't I? What's the best that could happen if there's going to be, you know, uh, uh, an underlying theme here? All right, ladies, we're going to take you off the screen for a hot sure. second. We're going to bring you back. Let's bring in, uh, let's bring someone else to the show. I like adding characters. Let's bring her on. Uh, Stephanie Romano. Stephanie, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Were you, were you, your, what is it? Your ears burning, your nose itching? I don't know what they're talking about. You and I heard. you. Yeah, um, just, just started it off for sure. Give us, give us some perspective. Where do you come into this story with Empower? Which, what are your roles and where did you, uh, where did you interact with it? So I was a student at Stony Brook um, at their PT program. And I just remember one day someone came in to talk about the program and I could just like see it in her eyes. Like she lit up the second she was talking about the program and something about it. I was just like, let me try this out. Um, and my first day there, I, I just had never been to anything like that. Uh, the environment, everyone is just so supportive. I think it speaks volumes that every single person is a volunteer. So they're there with like all of their heart and the best intentions and just there to learn and help people. And I had just, I'd never been to a place like that. And um, like Jess said, I, I had such a powerful experience my first year. And then after that, I was like, let me keep going. I, I had a great experience. Let me do everything I can so this program keeps going and everyone else can have the same experience I did. I'm not going to let you off the hook, but I want to dig deeper. That's what we do here. We dig deeper. Sure. You said you, were he you heard someone talking about the program and there was something about it, like that you saw her saying. Yeah. But you must have been hearing something because you heard it and acted upon it. So what was it in you or that you heard or you said, I, I'm here, wherever I am, I want that. Or what was it that inspired you to action? Because in PT school, we get exposed to a lot of things, but we don't try a lot. We don't try everything we hear, right? Some things are like, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. Like, that's great for someone else. But what was it about this program that said, yeah, I'm going to act on this, whatever it is, I'm going to figure it out. I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, I knew like with in school I like loved my neuro professors so I had like a drive for that um and they the two of them are also involved with the program so they spoke firsthand and I was like if they feel this way like I I trust that something's good about this um and yeah I think you can tell just how all of us talk the second that we start talking about this program we just we can't stop you found your people like sometimes yeah. you're just sitting somewhere and I'll tell you like I do some public speaking stuff to students or you know or you know, seasoned PTs. And a lot of times I'm talking to a hundred or 500 people and you're like, I'm, I'm, what I'm probably doing is the whole audience can hear me, but I'm probably talking to, I'm really speaking to one or two, right? Like everybody in the room is like, this is cool. Like, this is nice. But when you're that one person in the room who feels like that speaker is talking like directly to you, you're like, I want to run out of this room and do this thing right now. So I would say, if you ever feel that, go with it because sometimes Absolutely. your colleagues your classmates are like oh that was cool and you're like did you not did you did all the thing a hair on your arm not stand up too and they're like no if it did for you walk, run don't walk to the door or the website and volunteer for you all right so totally. next question let's get into volunteering what did you get out of volunteering what why is volunteering important right uh, do the do the right thing no 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 i did, yeah. I did a service uh, a service learning trip as a, as a pt student as well I've heard the, sh the, 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 the cliche, oh, you get out more than you put in. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. And then you do it and you're like, oh my gosh, now I get it. I get out way more than you put in. 
but how has it impacted how has it impacted you through the process of volunteering talk about that this is your opportunity to talk to that one person in the audience who's like yeah she's talking right to me yeah um it is cliche like you said i mean being part of something bigger than yourself is is great um but kind of like Jess talked about, you come into this program and you see all these people making these huge life changes and taking these leaps of faith with us and um, kind of feeling more comfortable with who they are and all that stuff. And it just becomes contagious. And then you start feeling like, oh, I can make these big life changes too. And like, you know, like I moved out of my parents' house. I'm like, you know, you know I moved to New York City. Like big um, decisions happened after Empower knowing um, – that if someone else is doing this and I just watched all of this, like, why don't I do that as well? Um, and then I think from a PT perspective, it just, you get to do what you love without all of the barriers. So tre like treating at Empower is so fun. You know, um, you have no insurance to deal with. You have unlimited time. Um, we, we are the participants in the program. Like we make sure it's very much like a, a volunteer participant relationship. It's not a PT patient relationship. Like you're on the same page. So you're both learning from each other. Um, and you know, the informal piece is really cool. And there's just, there's no barriers. You have so much time you can, you know, we have our scheduled therapy sessions, but then if we're just hanging around later, we're like, Hey, do you want to practice those transfers again? Or like, we try to be spontaneous because sometimes when you have a spinal cord injury, some of that spontaneity goes away. So if we're just hanging out, we're like, let's go get ice cream. And they're, they may be like, well, I haven't really done a car transfer before. And we're like, all right, let's, let's figure it out. Um, and, you know, as cliche as it sounds like, and you just learn that anything is possible. You know, it might not be the way you thought it was going to happen, but if you have the right assistance, the right ad adaptations, like you can do it. So I think I've definitely brought that into the clinic um, I work in an acute inpatient rehab setting, setting, I don't work with people with spinal cord injuries, but there's so much carryover, um, yeah. just bringing that attitude of, you want to get back to this? Like, let's, let's figure it out because you can do it. My face hurts from smiling, just listening to you. I, <laughs> I, I wrote down, I like to write down like just words or motions, whatever, what I'm hearing someone like give great answers like that. I wrote down yes. And which if you've ever done improv, like that's the only rule in a thing with no rules like yes and like okay when you get around people that they're like my people i don't even know what that means but when you meet your people those are your people and you're like hey you know what we should do and you're like no what should we do like we should do this yeah and then we should do this like when you get in that environment seek those environments out yeah. people who don't get it will mock those environments they'll make fun of those environments and you got to ignore those people because when you find your people like that's rare so yes and I wrote no limits like, yeah, I mean, you mentioned insurance, right? We can paint the insurance as a villain and we do on the show, whatever. <laughs> but like really what you're saying is like, it was it was a journey, like nothing, you know, anything's possible. I got a t-shirt with anything is possible too. And it's a cliche until you hit something that was in your mind, like, eh, this is, I'll try it, but I don't think it's possible. You overcome that, you're like, oh crap, if that's possible, now you're like, hmm, kind of doing this like evil, like villain, like now, <laughs> now it's possible. Let's find, I don't know. Let's find out. So yeah. that's the, those are the answers I got from you or that's the, those are like the sub, that was what was in like the closed captioning, like in, in Stephanie's mind as I was listening to your answer. And if you're looking for a reason to volunteer, not everything's going to light your fire, but when you find the thing, grab onto the thing. Totally. 
I mean, it's, it's a contagious feeling while you're there. Um, but if for some reason you don't even feel that there's the, the hands-on experience that you get. So I think Jess alluded to, you know, we have PT and OT students, uh, myself included my first year that really knew nothing. Um, and then all of a sudden you're helping everyone out with, you know, all these daily self-care tasks, things that I had, I had never known. Um, and, you know, that amount of hands-on experience, you're not going to get in your clinical. You're not even going to get at work because with this, you see the whole 24 hours of living with a disability. Yeah, 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 and it yeah. really, it puts things in perspective. Um, for example, if someone's morning routine takes two hours, um, but I can do something in therapy that shortens something to like a 10 minute thing, you know, you made a huge difference in that person's morning. And I don't, I don't think I ever would have grasped that just getting like working in a clinic, um, you know, you really get to see the, the, the hour by hour differences you can make. And um, that experience alone, I think, is great for students to get. It's huge. All right. So uh, last question I'll throw to you is really like, this is like deep. We're going to get personal. I feel like we've known each other long enough, Stephanie, where I can get like real <laughs> deep and, per and emotional, like an emotional level here. How has uh, Empower helped you renew your passion for physical therapy? Like, what's it given you away from the program, right? Because we mentioned the program's like a week or two weeks. So there's 50, 51 weeks of the year where you're not necessarily there. What's it done for you away from the program? Yeah, it pretty much recharges me every summer. And it, it really does last. Um, we do do a lot of stuff throughout the year as well. Um, but nothing gives you the feeling as that those one or two weeks in the summer. Um, I think it prevents burnout, too. I like to say that I'm still like in the honeymoon phase of PT. Like I still love going to work every day. Um, I'm six years out and it, it still doesn't feel like a job yet. Um, and I think Empower is a, a huge part of that. I mean, if you look at like your career, um, like posture, right? What do we know about posture, right? When you keep moving your posture and you have a spinal cord injury, I don't want to like go meta, meta, right? I'm going to like have parallels, but I do love parallels. Um, pressure relief, right? And if you sit stagnant too long in your career using that same parallel, like you're going you're to start to burn out. But this is that this is that pressure relief. This is that you mentioned you do this working with patients living with spinal cord injury, but you don't do that the other 50 weeks of a year. This is that muscle that you don't get to flex. And now you get to flex it every once in a while. And then you go home and you're like, I could ride this high for a couple of months. Exactly. How do you I mean, like you, even if you even if you don't look at a program like this, just kind of use that paradigm and saying every once in a while, I need to do something that challenges me or freaks me out or something I'm uncomfortable at or because if you're not being challenged, you ain't growing. Totally. And I think the most dangerous quality of a PT could be complacency. Ooh, yeah. You know, so Ooh. I think I think that this is just one example of things that you can do. Because that'll rub off, right? If if Stephanie's complacent and she's like, I don't know, I need a paycheck. I'm going to go through some motions. Like, yeah, that, you know, that sucks for Stephanie. But like, who else does that suck for? Everybody yeah. she's, everybody she's supposed to be empowering and now is literally not even, not even neutral. Now you're de-incentivizing them from getting better. Like that's, that's dangerous. Like that's, in, you can infect people with that in a bad way. Totally. I wasn't planning on this, but hang on. Told you we go off the rails here. You're talking about all the things that you got to do and experience as a volunteer. I'm going to make sure I can get this on camera. I hold this close. You saw I just dipped off camera. This is like a photo montage from my experience as a uh, as a student volunteer. Oh, wow. This was, uh, this was me in Costa Rica. Got a chance to use this podcast 
to buy a rather expensive, I'll look right at the camera here, wheelchairs are way too expensive, uh, for uh, this kid right here, great kid. I'm telling you, this this young man right here taught me more working with him in in two weeks than I, than I learned in three years in PT school. Like, yeah, Jimmy, that's a cliche, that's cute, but it's completely true. Yeah, I'm actually, I am a huge fan of your podcast and I have listened to that episode that you've talked about him. I mean, I, you know what, like, as we're here talking about it, I'm feeling the same feelings. I'm like, we, we should, we should do a rehash episode of that experience every year because I get, it re-energizes me the same way you're talking about that. What's one thing you, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask or anything that you'd want to make sure the audience knows about Empower, why they maybe should uh, enter the volunteer pool for jumping in or, or, or anything, anything I didn't get to give you an opportunity to say? Um, no, just I hope everyone watching kind of, you know, get some of that contagious feeling and just take a risk, sign up. You'll learn so much. The I mean, the people that I've met, the doors that it's opened even for other things um, has, has been amazing. You know, you never know who you're going to meet and how everyone's, you know, it's a small world PT I'm learning. Um, yes. A lot of people know everyone and um, I've, I've just gotten to meet so many incredible people. So what, whatever it is, find your passion. It's going to be hard work. You know, the two weeks that you're there, like you don't sleep, but like you don't even care that you don't sleep. Um, so it's hard work, but it's it's well worth it. And that's so, what you're looking for. Yeah. All right. I think you might have you might have tipped off your imparting shot, but hang tight. Hold on to that. We're gonna do it at the end of the show. Sure. Um, let's bring in some more characters as we let Stephanie. We're gonna bring you back though, Stephanie. Don't worry about that. We've got to bring in um, some some characters. We talked high high level the beginning of the show with some of the founders, right? Carrie and Jess. We talked with staff, a volunteer, who turned into really an assistant director, someone else empowering others. Uh, but we've got to talk to people who are the the reason for empower, the thing that makes it go, the reason for existence. Let's bring them in the uh, the studio now. We've got uh, Tony and Eli, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, set hey, the stage hey, thanks for, for us. having us. Uh, appreciate your time, guys. Uh, let's set the stage for us, Tony. Uh, we'll start with you first, then we'll go to Eli. Same questions. Um, you know, where are you from? What's what's uh, what's like a, a sentence or two about your superhero backstory? And then how'd you find your way to uh, to empower? Uh, uh, well, uh, I'm Tony Chamberlain. Uh, I'm from East Greenwich, Rhode Island, uh, New Englander. Uh, I am a T12 uh, complete and I've been injured for about three years now and can't really say I have a superpower, but I'm starting to learn a lot more and more. I'm st I still feel like a newbie compared to uh, Eli over here. You know, so definitely, uh, definitely got some working out to do. <laughs> Eli, over to you. All right, great. Uh, I'll, I'll apologize in advance. It seems to be a lag on my end, but um, I guess maybe because of the fact that I'm from New York City, that could be a reason. <laughs> New York City, born and raised. Um, I came into Empower in 2014. When I was a rambunctious 22-year-old, and here we are approaching 30 with a little more maturity, uh, thanks to these lovely folks. I love that. And I love how you, like, you're like you pretending to be mature at 30 because I'm 41 and I am nowhere near that. But you know what? We just, it's just a bag. We pretend, to be, we pretend to be adults until we're, uh, well, until we're done. Um, so let's talk about, we'll go, we'll go same questions in that order, Tony and then, uh, and then Eli. I want both of your answers. Um, as a participant, what, what's your, how would you describe your experience 
with Empower. If someone you know finds out you went through this program, how do you typically like transfer that? How do you explain what that experience is like to them, someone who hasn't partaken? Uh, well, like I said, I'm still pretty new. I've only done the virtual programs. Unfortunately, I haven't done the in-person. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, though. I definitely need to get in person and meet more. I'm more of a social person, so I like to be hands-on, face-to-face with somebody. I think it's going to be awesome. But virtual does uh, did help me a lot, too, because it just taught me that uh, there's other ways to look at it. Just like you keep saying, you know, you know, what can possibly be better? Like, you just keep thinking in your brain, like, look, look for the positive side of things. And when I got into this group, I feel like at first I thought it was going to be like one of those things where it's like, oh, all they're going to do is talk about the same stuff, blah, blah, blah. But you actually become close to them and become a family because you realize that you do go through a lot of similar similar things with the other participants that are there. And you can touch base with even the, the PTs and OTs because they also work in the system. So they work with people. They understand kind of like what you're going through. So it definitely feels like once you enter it, you're kind of nervous at first, but then you definitely ease into yourself a little bit more when you, when you enter the program. So you've got a unique perspective, Tony. I'll go follow-up question. You haven't done the in-person program yet, but you have done virtual. Social isolation is something that is something that probably isn't talked about necessarily enough going through a pandemic, going through a pandemic with a spinal cord injury. Um, talk about, go a little deeper with that family mentality. Like, what are what what has the lessons that you've learned and been able to 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 to, to grow from that family given you in the last 18 to to, to 24 months here well like i said they they've definitely opened my eyes because i actually live on my own uh, i don't have anybody that really comes in the house well they, they do help i have a caregiver that comes in the morning and i pretty much do everything myself now and when i first moved here i was definitely very nervous because i was straight out of rehab not knowing what's going on like i didn't know if i was going to even be able to live uh, an independent life uh and uh, a friend of mine told me about the program and i got introduced and like i said once you're in the program they seem to really open your eyes to like making your independence better like they definitely uh help you with like you know they they have their three goals that they, they put out there for you and they're like all right you need to work on these three goals this is what's going to make you feel better let's do this and they really buckle down, like I said, and it makes it makes you feel like a like you're in a family uh, atmosphere because they don't they don't judge either. Like it's straight up like once you you, you can pretty much talk about anything, and I mean anything with them, and they can understand. Like they they definitely they, they go to your level, and I and I love that. So like I felt like as soon as I entered the program, I just, like I said, I felt like I was at ease because like it, it felt like oh my god, these are my people. Just like you said, these are my people. I I found them. Like this is awesome. So for me, that's that's big. Like, that was huge to me. So. It's world changing when you find those people. It sounds corny. Like if you if you haven't experienced like finding your people, hearing that might sound corny. I'm telling you, but you'll understand what that means when you find your people. True. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Eli. Similar question, really. Like, describe your experience to someone and what you've gotten out of it. What you've been able to put back into it to someone who might not have interacted with Empower. Right. So like I was saying before, I, I was quite young when I joined the program. It was um, uh, 2014. I was 22 years old. I had done classes in college. Um, so I took that leap of faith first and then um, decided to join Empower. Um, I was at the two-year mark. Let's try to commemorate it in some way. And that's the thing about Empower for me is that um, 
it always coincides with the anniversary of my accident or just around. So it's always like a sort of like a milestone for me to come back each year and see the progress that I've made. And this is the, the type of thing that I tell the participants is like, um, like you said, you know, life isn't perfect, but it could be great, right? And um, these people are, are well equipped to teach you the skills that you need to, uh, to, to be independent. Like Tony, I, I live alone myself in this shabby little apartment in the Upper West Side. But um, nonetheless, living alone, and um, I, 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 I could say without a doubt that I would not be the person that I am today, personally, professionally, um, even economically speaking, hell, um, if it weren't for, for these people. Yeah. Yeah, Drinking the Empower Kool-Aid, as they say. Drinking the Empower Kool-Aid. Uh, Eli, I'm not going to ask where you lived on the uh, live on the Upper West Side, but I was at 74th in Amsterdam until about a year ago before COVID. Can't can't speak highly enough of the Upper West Side. I do miss it a lot. It's it's definitely got a place in my heart. Yeah, no, I, I'm a, I'm 20 blocks north on 94th. We're in the neighborhood. It's a great it's a great neighborhood in New York. If you've never experienced it, I I like to think it does have some of the best pizza in the world. I'll just throw that out there. Um, Let's get into the name. Tony, we'll start with you. Uh, the name is Empowered, right? So if someone were going to come into this, I started off, Tony started off feeling like this, throw a couple feeling words in there, and now I feel this because of Empowered. So kind of almost like a before and after, or I went from to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I would, uh, I think I already spoke upon it a little bit, but uh, nerves definitely come into play. Like you don't know what you're getting yourself into the unknown. Like once you're entering into an atmosphere that you're very uncomfortable, you really got to come out of your shell. So, uh, going into it, I would say is just like unexpectedly just being uncomfortable, nervous, uh, not knowing what to expect, but the whole word empowered says it all. Like as soon as you enter in it, like you, like I said, you feel like, uh, like I, 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 they understand what I'm going through. They, they see, through my eyes, kind of like what I'm looking for in my future and, and this, that, and the other thing. So, uh, yeah, like I said, the word empowered, like, I think it says it all, man. Like, as soon as you start getting uh, into the program more and more, you start to get more and more comfortable with, like, hey, life isn't over. Like, I can I can do this, and I can be better, and I can, like, I can keep pushing forward, you know? I love that. Eli, same same sort of, like, question, same, same prompt, which is uh, from and then to. Like, give me some emotion words and change. Yeah, I would say from from uh, you know kind of like Tony was saying from being um, uh, sort of uh, reserved, uh, maybe um, I, I I heard Carrie say the word brittle. You know, there's that idea that life is now just so fragile, and what Empower teaches you is is the tools to um, to try it out on your own. Um, that you know it's okay to make mistakes. Um, as long as you're working towards whatever end goal that you're uh, pursuing. Whether that's a, sh a chair to bed transfer or graduating college. The range is very wide and very deep. Yeah. Becoming empowered. You decide what you do when you become empowered. That's That power is now within you. It's, it's yeah. instilled in you is, is what I'm hearing. I love that. Uh, all, all, that um, all that the... Uh, Sorry to cut you, Jimmy, but all right. the directors did was really give us the tools. Um, 
you know, and then it's it's up to you, the builder, to uh, to build the house. I love that. And, uh, I do love me a good metaphor. So, I love analogies and metaphors. The way to way to crush it there, Eli. Uh, last question, or really, this is like I'm looking for a statement. Um, if PTs are listening to this and they're saying, "Yeah, I could, I could be like the ladies who started this program. I, I want to do this too." Why do you think this program is necessary for those people hearing it to create more of these things for people like yourselves? Why do the why do what would you say to those people to push them over the edge so they get motivated to do something similar? We'll start with Tony and then Eli. Uh, I would say like um, they're they're going into these uh, mindsets that you're becoming a PT to help out anybody that's injured or. or anything like that but um at the same time like you're you're helping people um with all kind of disabilities and just to stay on topic with the, the spinal cord injuries like when you're trying to push forward and maybe do something that you're you're not comfortable doing or like coming out of your shell like i, I believe you said it the best is just like why not why not just try something a little better like really get yourself out there and if you really I always say to people, like, uh, you need to surround yourself with positive people. That's just going to get you to push forward. And if people are constantly being negative and telling you you can't do this, you can't do that, that's just going to bring you down. But I I'm the type of person that, like, when you tell me something, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make you know that I can do it. You know what I mean? So it, it's if you're, if you're a PT out there and you're like, you know, you want to maybe do something like this along this line and everything, why not? Push yourself. Like, get out there. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to say. What's the best that could happen? We're coming to Eli too. Same same idea. If a PT's listening, why should they why should they take that leap of faith to create something similar? Sure, yeah. You know, and I, I'm gonna go off on a little uh, disability justice um, uh, sort of uh, tangent here, but um, there's a there's a thing with the medical model versus social model of disability. The medical model says that. You know, the, the problem is you, the patient. The social model says, no, the, the issue is with the society that needs to change. And as clinicians, uh, PTs, OTs, nurses, doctors, those individuals are kind of the bridge between those two models. Yes, we're going to teach you how to put on your pants, but we also want you to sit at conference room and, and make change in the world. Us at all as a community make this. So the clinician's role in that uh, that trajectory from medical to social model is very important. And um, if you have the uh, the drive to do something like this, do it because you'll just make that gap a little shorter for somebody. Yeah, I, I loved a lot of the things I heard from you, Eli. Thanks so much for the insight, and Tony as well. Which is, you know, these clinicians are on a journey with you. They're learning as much as as you are. They're not doing it for you. Like this isn't like, oh, we're gonna go help. We're gonna we're gonna go do for Tony. We're gonna do for Eli. We can't. We can lead you with us to that to that experience. But you've got to put that effort in, and that's the point of life, right? We ain't gonna be perfect, but it's sure gonna be great. Uh, appreciate the insight from uh, from from you guys. Let's bring in uh, the rest of the team here. Bring back Carrie, Jess, and Stephanie. Uh, how'd that go? We didn't mess up too much, right? I said, again, we're not gonna be perfect. We're gonna figure it out. But that felt like a really complete story. Was there, was there anything you guys, guys want to add before we get to, uh, to three questions? 
I think these two, Tony and Eli, uh, underplayed how much how much they're rocking it in life right now. <laughs> um, Tony actually came back to Empower as a second year participant this year and led us in adaptive art. Um, and it was life-changing for not only our participants, but hi, me. And it, I, I, I think it was, it was incredibly powerful that he left Empower. And this is one of my favorite parts about when participants come to Empower year one, come back year two and show us their growth. Uh, he 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 left last year and powered and found a passion of his and he just soared and then he came back and he taught it to the rest of our participants like I can't I just can't. What was um, the, I gotta know what was what was the thing? What were you teaching? Uh, I just got into uh, so during the pandemic I feel like everybody kind of touched upon like oh, maybe something I I want to kind of touch base on that I, I I really loved before but I couldn't get to it because I didn't have the time. Uh, well, after Empower, like uh, they, like I said, they, they show you the way of like living your life, like, you know, everyday life, but also they open up your mindset to say, all right, what's a passion of yours? What's something you want to do? And one of the passions that I had when I was younger is just like, like drawing and art and everything. And one day I, I just, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, 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 oh, actually I do know what happened. I ended up injuring myself and I went back to the hospital and in the hospital setting, I was talking to one of the PTs there. And she saw that I was really bored. And she's like, hey, you want to try something like a little out of the box? And I was like, yeah, well, what's going on? She brings me into the room and there's a whole bunch of art supply there. And I, I, I would just let my eyes lit up. And I was just like, all right, well, it's, it's nice to create something out of nothing. And that's what happened with me. And I think once that happened, it kind of sparked a flame in me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to keep going with this. I mean, I'm not an artiste per se, but I am definitely uh, going on the road. And, uh, and uh, I guess I came into the program this year, just like Jess said, and they, they love my art. And I was just like, yeah, I definitely uh, will teach a class and like, you know, show what I've learned so far. Like I said, I'm not, I don't consider myself the best or anything, but it's definitely something to, to take you out of your mindset, like every day, like stresses and everything. So yeah. you, uh, you, yeah. you, 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 you empowered others, right? You were empowered mm -hmm. and then you empowered. Go ahead, Jess. And similarly, Eli, he didn't go into the fact that he was a participant for two years and learned a whole boatload of things. And then he came back to Empower to be this peer mentor role that I was talking about, right? So, and to come back as that peer mentor that year, he worked his butt off to be completely independent, which it's not, an, it's not necessarily a requirement, but he worked his butt off to do that. And it was his goal because he left Empower with a goal and he came back with it. He influenced and still influences by coming and helping us run our virtual program this year, being on our committee to help make this program better. And on top of all of that, works in this incredible field of, of disability rights, and I'm not gonna say it right, Eli, um, but empowering people with spinal cord injuries nationally and has gone to the Hill and advocated for people living with spinal cord injuries. So. Neither of you just, <laughs> neither of you gave yourself enough credit, but I will, I will tote on you both because you're incredible and listening to everyone, including Stephanie, who is not just a PT and amazing, but she also is our assistive director at this point because she is so, she pounds the Kool-Aid constantly that she constantly does work for Empower on the side and Carrie, Liz and I couldn't do what we do without her. Um, 
And all, all three of these, all three of these people, not to mention my co-founder here, uh, have made Empower what it is and what it makes it sustainable. Because I think that's what's important about the three of us really want this program to be sustainable and make it continue to change lives. And the three people here, including a slew of other humans that we love, um, are continuing to change lives that way. But I just needed to toot your both horns because you didn't yeah. toot it enough. Yeah, that's the thing is like, you, you got to make sure that the brag goes where the brag is deserved. So well, well done. Thank you for thank you for clearing that up because I wouldn't have felt good letting them go without that. And you, mentioned, you mentioned sustainability, right? Sustainability doesn't need to just be financial. It could also mm -hmm. be, you know, getting back. And we touched on this with Stephanie. You're going to get out more than you put in. Again, if you haven't done it, it's going to sound cliche. Go do it. Come yeah. back to me and tell me I was wrong. I'm. I bet you will not. Uh, let's do three questions. That's a tradition we have on the show. Let's do it now. Three questions brought to you by our friends from Fusion Medical Staffing. We've got a contest going on right now. If you're watching uh, live or the replay, link below in the comments to uh, enter to win a Fusion uh, swag bag plus 50 bucks at uh, Amazon, leaders in hashtag travel physical therapy. Find them online at fusionmedstaff.com. Take your, take your PT or PT license. Let it uh, take you where you want to go. Travel about the country doing great things. Again, fusionmedstaff.com. Go there and check out what is available to you. In the, in, the, in the essence of time, since we usually do three questions with one guest, and we've got five on the screen, I'll throw this one out to you. Um, let's, talk about, let's talk about a why question, right? So let's talk about cause. What is the cause that drives you? We'll go, we'll go in the order that you guys appeared on the show. We'll go ladies first up here. Um, what is the cause that drives you? We'll start with Jess. The cause, the thing that gets you out of bed, I, I want to know what that is, the, the, the reason for, for the thing that you do. What is that? We'll, we'll focus this, since I feel like this episode was, was deeply based on cause. Uh, I strongly believe that I constantly want to make myself a better human, right? I want to make myself better for the people around me. And I have a, I have a three-year-old uh, who's super medically complicated. He is my why for everything that I do. Um, it, my, my only child was in power for a very, very long time. Owen has become uh, my, my why outside of Empower. Um, but I think bettering yourself as a person is why I get out of my bed in the, every morning, but I better myself for that guy over there who's hopefully that. sleeping, hopefully sleeping. Hopefully, he's not on the internet, not watching mom talk. I love that. Carrie? Uh, in terms of uh, in terms of cause, when I throw that word out there, why do you do what you do? What's your cause? I think that you know the the program that we we run and kind of the why behind that and what kind of keeps us going forward is the the family that's created. And I think that, like Jess is saying, family family um, for her with with Owen and her husband, um, but the Empower family. Once we're all together, it's like we have a, I, I, I want to get super cheesy, but it's like, there's like a, there's like a, a heart beating in the center of the program, especially when we're together in person in that every piece and every person that's there is, is a piece of it. Um, and I, I think that each year that that family grows and the connections that you make throughout the, that one or two week program are just, you know, deeper connections that 
than I make throughout the rest of the, the year. And I think that that um, I think it's special. And I think that it's special for me, but I think it's also special for everybody else that's that's a part of it. I love that. So far, it feels like we're, we're saying a lot of the same things in terms of family connections. Stephanie, continue that. What's your cause when I throw that question out to you? Uh, I think it's a two-parter for me. I think one is just like learning as much as I can, you know, being a sponge, taking everything in. Um, and then the other part, as cliche as it sounds, is like fighting the good fight. You know, everyone deserves the same thing in life. They deserve to be happy, live their life to the fullest. So, um, you know, Empower really brings out that equality, you know, and um, it's nice to be a part of. Love it. Tony, cause, that C that uh, that drives us, what do you think yours is? How would you describe it? Uh, my cause of pretty much just waking up every day and being being a better person than I was yesterday, you know, and uh, keep uh, keep pushing forward and, and, and always living up your, uh, you know, never let down your dreams, you know, even though somebody might throw a curveball at you, it doesn't mean that you can't hit it. You know, you're just going to keep pushing forward, find your ways to doing yeah. things and that's why I love these ladies because they give me great ideas every time I join them. And actually, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and do something different. Love that. All right, Eli, what's your uh, what's that cause that comes to mind when I throw that question your way? Yeah, for, for me, it's um, it's that um, I, I could have been six feet under nine years ago. You know, there's this new lease on life. And uh, you realize that regardless of what happens to you, the world keeps turning. And so with that in mind, just try to empower, to borrow a phrase, everybody around you as best that you can. Love that. Look at that. I mean, sign this guy up. He's even able to use the name of the program in his in his answer. That's, that's marketing 101 right there. That's, that's fantastic. All right, last thing we do on the show, your mic drop moment, we call it the parting shot. Party Shop brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Just released current concepts of orthopedic PT. Five years in the making, that program. Uh, just released it online again at that website, orthopt.org. A great roadmap that will take you from wherever you are to wherever you want to go in your orthopedic career. Maybe you want to take that OCS exam, but you're like, eh, maybe I'll do it next year when I'm ready. It empowers you. See what I did there? You got to use the name. Uh, so get that now. Fifth edition is now available, orthopt.org. All right, parting shot. We'll go in the same order. This is your last chance for a mic drop moment. What sentiment? It could be a quote or an idea. What would you want to leave with the audience as we wrap up today? We'll start with Jess. I am quoting one of the most, the wisest people that I know. His name is Eli Ramos. And uh, I'd say empower is the antonym of disability. Ooh, well done. See, Eli, he's got a, he's got a big future in this business of, uh, of communicating and marketing. Uh, let's go with, uh, with Carrie next. Carrie, your parting shot, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with, if you build it, they will come. And... Um, and, and they'll get something great out of it. So if you, if you got an idea, go for it. Love that. Well said. Uh, Stephanie, your parting shot, the uh, the sentiment you'd want to leave, what do you got for us today? I'm going to go with a new word that I learned called mirrorless. It's a believer in the concept that the world may be made better by human effort. 
So I think that sums up Empower pretty nicely. Put it on a t-shirt, everybody. That sounds that sounds pretty great. Uh, Tony, what do you got for us? Your parting shot. Leave it with us. Uh, well, I'm a huge quote guy. I'm going to have to say uh, one of the quotes that I absolutely love is, uh, if you coach me, I will learn. Challenge me, I will grow. Believe in me, and I will win. Mic drop. Can't do that. Can't do any better than that. Uh, looks like we're having some uh, some tech issues with Eli. We're having a little bit of a lag. Um, maybe we'll get him back. But uh, again, wanted to say to say thank you to you guys for for doing this. All of you. Without all of you, this wouldn't have been possible, right? I mean, it wasn't just you. You build it, and then it happens. It it, it really was cyclical. It's got to be. It's got to go both ways to be uh, to be sustainable. If you'd like to find out more about Empower, that website again, Empower sci.org on twitter at empower sci uh thanks so much for your time for doing this i would love i would define success you guys said you write you write your goals on yourself right write down those three goals um, when you start success for me would be someone emailing us i'm talking to the audience right now a year or two years from now and saying hey i heard that episode with empower and guess yes. what i did and I'm going to be going, like, yeah, let's do that. I'm going to be there ready to write it down. So I want, I want to put that out of the world and say to that one person who's listening, that two people who might hear me right now, that's my definition of success. And don't hesitate to, uh, to take that chance to do it. And, hey, why not tell the guy who, uh, who recorded that podcast that lets you hear about it to, so, we can, so we can pay it forward and keep these things going. So, uh, ladies, gentlemen, uh, on behalf of our staff, thanks for doing what you do and appreciate the time for, for talking with us about it. Jimmy, thank we thank you so, you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Cheers.